Things aren't exactly going super well in Jetsland. We've said that a lot recently. And after a weekend loss to the LA Kings and some interesting rumors surrounding the Jets, it feels increasingly like the season is coming to a close before the season is actually over. We're going to dive into recent events surrounding the Jets and some rumors about the future of Winnipeg on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said, a lot going on with the Jets, including a difficult loss to the LA Kings. We're going to dive into that one first and then talk about some of the rumors surrounding Winnipeg, um, especially the future of the team, and some interesting thoughts that I have about who might be on the way out pretty soon here. We all know that Pierre-Luc Dubois is one of those names likely to be up on the uh, chopping block, but increasingly it seems like Mark Shifley might be hitting the road soon, pretty, uh, uh, pretty soon here too, so... We'll dive into that shortly, but first, let's start off with LA versus Winnipeg. This game was, in a word, just sort of average. Um, you'll see like the 4-1 scoreline or whatever and be like, well, that doesn't look particularly great for the Jets, but I would say in Winnipeg's defense, the team wasn't particularly bad necessarily. They played a mostly even game with the Kings a couple of moments during a, a couple of periods where they maybe allowed LA to get a few too many chances, but for the most part, it was a fairly back and forth affair. I think the biggest problem with the Jets, though, is that they just can't score. I mean, that's been like the theme for the past couple of months. And I think in this game, you saw a lot of what I've been talking about and why the trade deadline felt like it just didn't go far enough. As much as Nino Niederreiter and Vladislav Nemesnikov are middle six upgrades, that wasn't the only problem with the Jets. The top six is just... It's not really doing well, and I think we're increasingly seeing guys checking out. We're seeing players just not really engaging, and, and Winnipeg just kind of looks like it does not seemingly uh, want to make the playoffs, even though they're in a playoff spot as it is. So, yeah, the Jets not not feeling great. This game, though, I would attribute the loss partly to Hellebuck. He had a couple of goals against it I think he would have really liked back. Um, you know, one of them was like a backdoor play that he really couldn't do anything about. But I think he won't be happy about the first goal he conceded to, like, who was it, Arvidsson or something in, like, the first two minutes. And then in the third period, that Dowdy goal um, less than 30 seconds in, just a, a shot from the right wall. You know, I, I don't think he was really expecting it, and it just sort of beat him cleanly. Not really one that you would expect a goalie of his caliber uh, to necessarily have happen. But, I mean, that's what we say, right? But the truth is that stuff happens pretty frequently, even to the best of them. It's just that for the Jets... If Hellebuck has even a slightly average night, Winnipeg is really up against it because the forwards aren't providing any support whatsoever. No one's scoring. Uh, 
And so like Halibut kind of has to do all of the work, which is not a particularly sustainable way to try and win. Uh, I guess the long national nightmare uh, of a scoreless power play was over, though, thanks to a five minute major where Blake Lazat. I don't know what happened, but like he was arguing with Josh Morrissey. Morrissey made to drop his gloves for a fight and then Lazat, for whatever reason, like cross checked him in the chin. I, I can't begin to describe why he did that and what he was thinking, but um Obviously, he gets booted from the game, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's looked a little more like himself recently, scored a power play goal. Good for him. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't actually shape the outcome of the game. Winnipeg still lost, still looked like it really couldn't finish on any opportunities, and uh, just a frustrating game on top of, of many frustrating games recently. I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, the Preds really didn't take advantage of their couple of games in hand. Uh, they've lost a few recently. They just lost uh, a couple of hours ago to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So thanks, Toronto, for helping us out, I guess. Um, Winnipeg, obviously, not uh, not not feeling too great. And their next game is on Tuesday against the uh, San Jose Sharks, a road game, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, which is like, what, uh, 9.30 your time if you're in the central time zone. Uh, I hate late games, and I'm sure this is going to be a really disappointing one. We saw that the Jets lost to the Sharks the last time. Do we really feel like this team is going to be doing any better this time? Probably not. Uh, I hate to be pessimistic, but it just is what it is. Winnipeg kind of sucks right now, and it's it's not just because um, they're struggling to score. I think the attitude around the team is really rough. I mean, you heard Dubois talking during one of those interviews, uh, mid, mid-period intermission interviews. He just sounded like he had no idea how to like fix what was wrong with Winnipeg. And it, it's probably an attitude that's shared by the Jets in general. I think this team is just sort of out of ideas. They're sort of out of um, energy. And, and, you know, Rick Bonus kind of threw his hands up at the end of the LA Kings game. Like, what are we even doing here? Uh, and look, Bonus is going to have to wear some of this too. But by the same token, a lot of the players really haven't been pulling their weight. So Bonus not helping the situation with some of his roster and lineup choices. But it, it's not enough to where I feel like he is the sole culprit. I mean, this team just has so many problems that didn't get resolved. And I was hoping that Bones would be the culture change and the kick in the butt to get this team back up and running. But it feels like we're actually backsliding into what was happening before Paul Maurice resigned. So all in all, vibes are bad. Team is down bad. Uh, Winnipeg is really slipping in the standings. Right now, they're just a few points above the, uh, the, the playoff line. And Calgary is kind of breathing down their necks. I guess the only you know comfort and solace is that the Flames and Preds both have many of their own issues. They are also inconsistent and not always great. So, yay. Really sucks when you have to rely on other teams being bad because your own team can't get it together. But it is what it is. It's not shocking. It's not surprising. What I will say maybe caught me a little bit off guard was some interesting rumors and stuff from uh, Darren Dreger and a few others over the weekend. Some talk about uh, the future of the Jets and what we might see this summer. Is this finally a summer of change? I have no idea, but we'll dive into what it might look like if it is in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost for my immune system and an easy habit to get into to get my day going and ensure that my immune system is running at 100%. Now, if you're wondering what AG1 is, it's just one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, adaptogens, and probiotics. It's got no nasty chemicals or weird GMOs or additives. It is lifestyle-friendly for those of you who are on keto, paleo, vegan, 
dairy-free or gluten-free restrictions, and it costs less than $3 a day, so it's very affordable, a lot cheaper than those cold brew drinks you're probably used to grinding up and swallowing, and best of all, it tastes pretty darn good, but it's only less than one gram of sugar. Don't just take my word for it, though. Athletic Greens comes with over 7,000 five-star reviews, including pro athletes, trainers, and fitness enthusiasts just like you. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are uh, diving back into Winnipeg versus uh, L.A. And, and sort of the aftermath of that with another loss and the Jets further slipping in the standings. There's been a lot of talk about what happens after the season, which, you know, we're not even talking about the playoffs now. That's really depressing. I was hoping that we would be focused on the postseason, but instead people are talking about the Jets uh, more for summer because I think everyone's kind of queuing into the fact that Winnipeg is most likely not going to have a long stay in the playoffs. So let's talk about summer, right? Rumor is uh, the Jets are one to watch for potential changes in direction. And that would be interesting because a lot of what we've heard over the past year or two was what was supposed to be the directional change. Rick Bowen is coming in, you know, the additions of Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon, uh, Nemesnikov, and Nina Ryder, uh, Shovel Day off, you know, still getting a contract extension, but seemingly more in control of the team. Uh, but the reality is the more things change, the more things stay the same. And I think this team hasn't really gotten out of its own way so far. I think Winnipeg looks a lot like it did last year, but with some notable improvements. And I think those improvements are really worth celebrating. You know, the PK is great. Um, the 5v5 play has improved a lot in many areas, but it's not helping the poor finishing, uh, the bad vibes that have now plagued this team again recently, and just the general mediocrity that we're seemingly saddled with. This team really needed the front office to be ambitious, to showcase that it wanted to invest in the team. And instead, the answer was kind of that the front office doesn't believe in the Jets. Um, and if if you're like a player like Mark Shifley, right, you're looking at the next couple of years, and these are basically your last few years for the Jets to try and do anything of note. How do you feel about that? I feel like he's basically told Winnipeg to kind of piss off and take a hike. You see him out there. You see his body language. He looks angry. He looks unhappy, disgruntled. And I can't say that I blame him. Shifley earlier this year was dominant. I mean, he was ripping opponents up, uh, shredding like you wouldn't believe. And there were thoughts that he was back in maybe uh, not necessarily a Norris caliber or not a Norris, um, like a like a Hart Trophy candidate necessarily, but certainly somebody who could be considered one of the team's MVPs. And now look at him. He looks like he just can't be arsed half the time. And I again, it's not something that I necessarily blame entirely on him. I think there are a lot of parties here that are at fault. But the reality is Winnipeg and Shifley are probably heading for a divorce within the next few months. I mean, there's just no way that this relationship, which has become really toxic, is going to continue as it is. Uh, we've seen, you know, Wheeler and, and Shifley both kind of moved around in terms of the leadership structure. And I feel like Bones was hoping somebody else would step up 
Maybe it would spark 26 and 55 to get back to their best. And it did for a little bit, but now it's back to where we were at the start of the season. And so for me, I think Shifley is gone after this year. Uh, Dubois is going to be gone too. And with Winnipeg increasingly looking like it's more shading towards like the whole rebuild thing. I mean, think about it, right? The Jets didn't spend any draft assets of note when they were making those trades at the deadline. So they were already telling us they didn't believe in the core. They thought it was time to start stocking and holding onto those draft assets because they're preparing for the next group of players, the next core. And if you're the veteran players on this team, I think it's going to make you upset. I think you're going to be angry. You're going to struggle to perform. And you're going to have moments like what we're seeing recently where Winnipeg just doesn't really seem to feel like it's up for it. I mean, the Kings game wasn't bad. I mean, their games against the Oats and uh, the Ducks were fine enough. But really, would you say those were impressive efforts? Not in the least. And I think that is indicative of the direction of where this team is moving. Winnipeg's just sort of mediocre, and they really don't seem to be pushing for more than that. I don't know that it's necessarily all a lack of effort. I think a lot of the players, especially in the bottom six, are fighting every shift, but the guys in the top six haven't really done enough. I mean, Ehlers and maybe Nino Niederreiter are the only guys that I see consistently putting in uh, the hustle. I think Connor is two to a point, though You know, his defensive work still leaves a lot to be desired, but Wheeler literally can't keep up. Uh, Blake, you saw some of the stuff that was happening to him against the Kings. It was really sad to see. Uh, Blake, of course, we all remember him in his prime monster forward a couple of years ago. But this version of him, he's a shell of himself. I mean, he has almost nothing left. And it makes me wonder, after this season, does he retire? If you're looking at the exodus of Shifley, Dubois, and Wheeler, all within one offseason, what do you think that means for the future of the team? We are getting closer and closer to a rebuild, but maybe faster than I was expecting. And if it saves money, okay, great, you know, cut salary, maybe reallocate some funding to try and build a more sustainable internal structure for developing a winner down the road. But do we really think the Jets are going to do that? I have no idea. Winnipeg hasn't really seemingly uh, invested in the, the, the ops side as much to uh, my chagrin. It feels like it's just a, an average organization. Maurice rumored, uh, the rumor was with him that he really overhauled a lot of it to make it a professional NHL team when he arrived. And so if that's the level that we're at, how much has it really changed over the last few years? I don't know. I can't say it. It's all speculation. But all I'll say is this. The Dreger and all of these people talking about the Jets as a, a potential like overhaul, direction change, um, rebuild candidate, it's all setting up for what will probably be a very explosive offseason. So don't get attached to your favorite players because some of them might not be here in a few weeks. But we'll talk a little bit more about one of the players that I think is going to be really hard to replace and what the Jets are supposed to do with him in a few years because if the Jets are going rebuild, him staying around is probably not an option. Before we dive into that, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Built. Those of you who have heard me talk about Built before know that I'm personally a big fan. Uh, Built is actually a, a great offering. They've got plenty of protein bars that are more like candy bars because the Built Bar comes with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They come in fabulous flavors like peanut butter brownie, churro, and coconut almond. Uh, my personal favorite, though, I'd really recommend going with the raspberry dark chocolate. I think it's a great flavor. Very simple, very straightforward, but they do it so well. And best of all, 
For as good as Built Bars taste, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and anywhere from 15 to 17 grams of protein. It is fantastic for you. It's a great pick-me-up. It's great for your pre-workout supplement, maybe even for a potential meal replacement, or just a snack that's not as calorically and uh, carbohydrate-intensive. It makes you feel good, it tastes great, and it's good for you. And so you can also get them at, like, you know, Walmart and Sam's Club with a couple of different variety packs. Some of their most favorite uh, and most popular flavors are in there. But if you want to choose your own favorite flavors, go place your order for Built Bars at Built.com. I highly recommend them. You won't regret it. Give them a try right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts of tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are wrapping up really quickly with some thoughts recently on how the Jets have been doing and uh, increasing rumors that things aren't so well in Jets land and that maybe the team is looking at some changes. Uh, so the first changes we talked about were like Dubois and Shifley and maybe even Wheeler leaving the team here pretty soon. Down the road, the one that I'm really concerned about is Hellebuck. Uh, I think Helly is is probably going to test free agency. And why wouldn't he? You know, the Jets probably won't offer the world's biggest contract to him. He's been a, a loyal player for this team for many years, but what has the team accomplished since he's come here? He's basically carried the Jets to playoff spots year in and year out, and you know, all he's had to show for it is admittedly a great trophy and some Vezina finalist uh, awards, but in terms of the thing that he wants the most, that Stanley Cup trophy, the, the Jets are really no closer than they were in 2017-2018. And there are certain factors that are outside of Winnipeg's control. We all know this. But at the end of the day, you look at the trade deadline, you look at how much room the cat, uh, the Jets had to move uh, or, or had to had to make moves with the cap space that they were given. You saw how little they actually did. And you have to ask yourself, if they weren't really willing to go in all in here with the last two years of a lot of these contracts being on the books, when will they? And if you're Hellebuck, you're going to be like 33, 34 by the time the next core is starting to really hit its stride. Do you really want to stick around for that for the next few years? And honestly, he can't. If the Jets are trying to rebuild and essentially tank for the next few seasons, you can't have an all-star goalie making as many saves as he does. I know that sounds really stupid, but the reality is if you're trying to be crap, you can't have a quality netminder like he is because he single-handedly steals games for the Jets. He puts them into the playoffs at times, and having him during a rebuild is just not possible. So I'm concerned about the future with Hellebuck. My, my hope is that the Jets make enough deals and um, graduate their prospects properly that Hellebuck doesn't have to leave, doesn't have to go anywhere, and the retool is faster than a full rebuild. But my concern is... Winnipeg is going to try and cheap out, try and do this, the, the, the old draft and develop model that they always used to tout. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, man, I'm getting uneasy feelings about the future of this team. It's such a turnaround from where we were at the start of this year. This season seemed like things were going great. And then suddenly the Jets made some changes. They hit some adversity and it's all gone down the tube. So all I can say is I really hope things turn around over the next few weeks, but I'm getting the sense that Instead of looking forward to the future of the Jets, we're all just kind of waiting and, and sort of holding our breath at this point because I can't imagine that ownership and, and the front office looks at this lack of success and thinks this is great. Attendance is dropping. 
Uh, fan support is dropping. I can't imagine merchandise sale is as sales are as high as they used to be. The Jets are kind of not necessarily in trouble financially. I think money wise they're going to be fine. But I think in terms of where this franchise is, in terms of competitiveness, in terms of passion, in terms of support, they're kind of teetering on the edge of a real serious situation. So the Jets are going to have to draw us back in. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know how they're going to do it. But not only are they going to have to sell sell the fan base on this, they have to sell the players on it too. Who's going to want to come back and watch a rebuild or a slow retool after we've seen multiple iterations of this squad need improvements and not get any? And you're asking players to commit more years to a project that doesn't appear to be moving. It's not realistic, right? And I think everyone knows that. So all I can say is I'm not feeling great. Uh, I wonder if Bones even comes back next year. I mean, if he can't fix this team's culture, man, who can? Uh, all I can say is it's 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 disappointing to be back here and feel like you're still at square zero. Uh, let's hope that it's not and this is all overblown. But you ask me, like I said, uh, earlier, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So cross your fingers for a better run of form recently and hope that the Jets can try and salvage out a few wins to hold on to their playoff spot. But all I can say is it is what it is. <laughs> that is that is the sum takeaway from Winnipeg hockey is it is what it is. Let me know how disgruntled or happy or just not caring about the Jets you are right now. You can drop your thoughts and feelings in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only we can offer. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. For tonight's episode, though, like I said, that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and hopefully, go Jets go.